0: What if you could go back in time? Where would you go?
1: Oh, you know, I think I'd go back to like 2006. You know, the days of like girl jeans and like faux, like faux hawks. Yeah, I, I think I'd go back to that.
0: Oh, yes. Those good old American Idol days, my man. But what if you could go back to the very first episode of Beyond Terrestrial?
1: Ooh, that's a better idea. Ooh wait wait what are what are, are we are we covering are we covering
0: simulation theory reset the sim lee we're going to do it again roll the tape
1: To Beyond Terrestrial This is Lee, coming to you from the Haunted Barn Studios In the Bell Witch's backyard And I've got my partner in crime here, Dan You know, Dan the Man Martson And he is coming to you just down from the crossroads Where Robert Johnson made his deal with the
0: devil And today, what are we talking about, Dan? Lee, we're going to talk about reality and we're going to talk about whether or not it's all just a simulation. Oh,
1: we covered that. I mean, we just discussed this in the cold open. We've actually covered this one before. We are revisiting simulation theory.
0: You know how there's rewatch podcasts, Lee? Well, this is our very first re-listen podcast. I love it. I love it. <laughs> so... Um, but there's actually been, uh, some science come out about the idea of simulation theory and whether or not we could be living in a simulation.
2: Science! Or I should
0: say, <laughs> I should say, Lee, the simulation hypothesis. Uh, it doesn't really rise to the level of a theory as there's no evidence to support the idea. So we really should say simulation hypothesis. But if you catch us saying simulation theory, uh, we really mean hypothesis.
1: So now I've got to say simulation hippopotamus all the time?
0: Yeah, it doesn't really roll off the tongue quite the way simulation theory does, does it? No, it doesn't.
1: Hippopotamus. Well, guess
0: what? It's a, hy- <laughs> it's a hypothesis and you better call it a hypothesis. That's how science works. Science. Rigid. (laughs) Rules. Structure.
1: (laughs) All right. The scientific method. The simulation hypothesis. Dan has done a little bit of research into some of the... uh, I'm like cracking my knuckles, waving my arms, trying to think of what I'm thinking think of what i'm trying to some, say some of
0: the new the new science that's come out about
1: this the idea n- the new science that's come out about this idea and he's gonna school me on the reason why we are not in a simulation it's gonna take a lot to convince me dan i saw the matrix yeah.
0: <laughs> and you took the red pill too didn't you i took the red pill you totally took the red pill you are like deep in it lee so, so guys, if you haven't listened to the very first episode of Beyond Terrestrial, go back, check it out. It's really good. It's actually one of the episodes that got me really into the show. To be honest,
1: man, I'm glad you got into it. Like,
0: yeah, thank you. Uh, Lee and Mike go off, um, and it's a really deep subject. Uh, one that was pretty tough for you guys to take on. In the very first episode, Lee, put your mind back, back there for one moment and just describe to us the very first show, if you would. Man, um, the very first show was
1: overwhelming. I think we mentioned it in the first show like it was we had no idea how to do a podcast. And so we are recording ourselves talk about this thing simulation theory and how I'm trying to remember now because um, I am great at research. I didn't even listen to, I didn't even re-listen to my show. Like I should have, but I didn't. because um, my. Oh, I
0: did twice.
1: I'm glad you did. <laughs> we, we are talking about how Elon Musk, you know, old uncle Elon has mentioned in some of his previous things that he thinks that it's possible we could be in a simulation. And then we really got into how there is some there's some evidence that it could be like structured like things down in molecular scale could be structured in a similar in like similar to a binary setup you know computer language and then we also just expanded on that and into how that could cross over how different uh dimensions could just be different simulations playing on the same computer base man it was really deep and honestly it was kind of overwhelming like, there's only been three episodes that have really messed with my head. Simulation theory was probably one of the most. It really got me, like, kind of paranoid for a little bit. And then um, the cannibal killers, that was one that messed with me. That one still yeah, messes with that me. That one's
0: freaky. Yeah, dude. Ooh, I don't like that stuff, especially when, like, the victims are kids. I can't stand oh, that yeah. stuff now that I'm a parent, man. I can't do it.
1: Yeah. Oh.
0: What was the third one? Man... <laughs> I, call, I called you out on your ability to count to three, Lee. Here you, you go. You did
1: call me out on my ability to count <laughs> to three.
2: <laughs>
1: Honestly, it was probably the Bigfoot one, and it didn't really mess with my head as much as started me down my thought process of, could this be interdimensional? Because in that one, I had just gotten off of the of the um, simulation train, and I'm already kind of like in this multi-dimension, multi program. Um, state of mind, and then we went into all of the different Bigfoot, different types of Bigfoot, hairy hominids that are out there, or that are reported out there, and it really just kind of came down to me beginning to wonder, is it possible that whether it's different programs, whether it's different dimensions, or whether it's just some something outside this plane of reality, could these Bigfoot-like creatures be somehow entering into our plane of reality back out of our plane of reality and that's why there's very little evidence of them
0: well lee like i said i listened to this show twice believe it or not in your own intro for yourself you mention interdimensional bigfoot in the first episode in the first episode son you've been on this one for a while
1: oh man I thought, dude, I thought it was episode two when I got onto that. Like, I must have been thinking about that before. We did, the, we no. recorded both those episodes right around the same time, though. I don't know. Here's a little insight to the listeners on the um, how podcasting works. Um, we set down, and sometimes we record two, three episodes at a time, but then they release like weeks later. So Mm -hmm. just so you guys are aware, like Dan knows this because Dan's sitting here with me. But um, in case some of our listeners were wondering, occasionally there's a time machine effect. Um, We may have recorded the Bigfoot episode before the simulation theory episode. I don't even know at this point. Dan, it's been three years.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, you guys well, feels you guys like give years. an intro for it, because it was the first episode, and you had this one planned out as the first one, so you introduce yourselves, and yeah, dude, you dropped the interdimensional Bigfoot theory, so it's been rattling around in that brain of yours for a while, my man. Is this, Hey, does this
1: count as a theory, Dan, or is this a hypothesis as well?
0: Oh, no, it's totally a hypothesis, yeah. I okay. mean, to you, it's a theory, but to, <laughs> to everyone else, it's a hypothesis. Um <laughs> It's my but,
1: interdimensional Bigfoot hippopotamus yeah yeah
0: so let's um, let's get away we'll talk about the science a little bit and then we'll get back to the metaphysical philosophical stuff that uh, you and Mike talked about so Lee the science are we living in a simulation yes now that this is this is a uh, very difficult to Guess you have to make some assumptions, right? One is that the evidence that we see for the universe being real is not in fact simulated, right? Yeah. I mean if if there was a simulator out there, why would why wouldn't they simulate the evidence of reality to make the simulation seem as real as possible? But then if you believe that the universe is a simulation, you also have to make assumptions. One, that consciousness can be simulated because we don't fully understand what consciousness is. Two, that someone would actually want to simulate us, right? <laughs> um, which which might be the biggest stretch of all. And uh, three, that reality itself can be simulated. So let's look at that third one, whether or not reality can be simulated, because that's what scientists are actually trying to look at. And there there was a paper published in Science Advances Journal by a couple of scientists whose names I'm gonna butcher here. Hold on. Zohar Ringel of Oxford University and Dimitri Kovrizen of the Hebrew University of Israel. Pretty the sure. Old um, H H U of I <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure if you ask Chris Cogswell, he knows him. <laughs> um hey Lee, okay, this is a side note. If you were going to guess what the Hebrew University of Israel's sports mascot is, what do you think it would be? Griffin. Ooh, that's actually a pretty good one. Wow, I was not going to come with that. That was that was great. I'm proud of
1: myself on that one. It just came to me, too. Was it right? Wow. Like, do you
0: know? No, I don't know. Oh, uh. Uh-uh. I, really- I was just going to riff on it. Yeah.
1: Dude, I think Griffin, man. Like, I think it's the perfect thing for that. I don't know why, but it's the perfect, like, to me, it's perfect.
0: If that's not the mascot, that's what it should be, and we should start writing them letters to see if they'll change it.
1: <laughs> all right, listeners, we need your help. Please, let's write <laughs> all 400 of you. Like,
0: <laughs> Please, send it out there. And who knows, maybe, maybe they don't even have sports teams. I don't know. That's but true. you know what? We'll, we'll find out afterwards. We'll see. I mean, um, Boise State <laughs> doesn't
1: have really any sports teams, but, you know.
0: I mean, of quality. Don't. <laughs> don't. Don't. Do not. Do not mention Boise Junior College in my presence ever again, please, Lee.
1: Dude, I was making a joke. I was, I was insulting them, Dan.
0: <laughs> I know. I know. I just, I don't even want to hear it. Um, <laughs> those of us, those are us of us who are fans of the university of idaho idaho's flagship institution of higher learning those of us who are fans of that institution know about tradition and uh you know i don't know i lost where i was going it's
1: okay that's okay we we, understand your passion
0: we are committed yes we are committed win or lose we still got booze mostly lose all in yeah, pretty much all the time. <laughs> but, but but we, we are support in it. Them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a family. The Vandal family is very strong. Go Vandals. <laughs> but okay, so I'm sorry, Dan. Where were we? I at? apologize. Uh,
1: so <laughs> this is Dan and Lee talk about sports for a little while.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Lee, um, Lee, what you don't you're not really you've never struck me as a sports guy.
1: Dude, I'm not. I'm not at all. But no, I'm not. It's
0: like once once in a while, you'll take in a little sports ball with the guys just for a testosterone boost.
1: Yeah. I mean, occasionally I'm like football.
0: Yeah. America. America. Football. Eat eat some eat some red meat or like a couple hot dogs. And there you go.
2: Yeah.
1: Don't get me wrong. I don't hate watching football. I just if, if it was a choice between football and ancient aliens. I pick Ancient Aliens, even though I know that Ancient Aliens is a crock full of bullshit.
0: You're a weird guy, Lee. But um, <laughs> You know, see, now here's a question. Why would someone want to simulate that? We don't really know. A crock full of bullshit? That's kind of odd. We do it all the time. Yeah, what, you ever played World of Warcraft? What, what's the point of simulating all of? all of our modern reality and all its eccentricities. I'm not quite sure. There's a couple theories out there and we'll get to those uh, when we get to the metaphysical, but back to the science Lee talking real science here. Hey, do you think I can get away with a sound clip from, um, I think it's weird science
1: where the guy's just like science. I'm not back in five minutes. Just wait longer.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, that should be fair. Right. Should we give her a break?
2: Yeah, no, we can play chess for her.
0: Chess. Every time you,
1: every time you say science, I'm just like that guy screams over top. Science. Like, <laughs> uh,
0: well, let me let me blind you with a little science here. Lee. This is a really All awkward right? episode. I'm
1: sorry, Dan. <laughs> like I'm I'm in a yeah. weird ass headspace, but I feel bad. Be- I'm like no, I'm not upset anymore.
0: Like <laughs> the fuck up, Johnny. Dude, we're going to go off the rails, then we're going to go back on, then we're going to go off again. This is the beyond terrestrial model that you've all come to know and love. Um, but um, Zohar Ringel and Dmitri Kovrisen, they published their paper, which you can read, but I don't think most people who don't have advanced degrees in science or quantum mechanics could understand um, Did you read it? It is I I looked at it. I was I was trying to read the abstract, right? Cuz the abstract is the part of the paper at the beginning that kind of sums it up. Yeah, exactly. Um so I was trying to read that and I'm just like, I don't know what they're talking about, but good for them.
2: Ah, fuck it, dude. Let's go bold. <laughs>
0: So a couple science journalists have written a couple of pieces, and uh, we'll link to the articles that we used in the show notes. But essentially, the most simple version of it is they were using what they call quantum Monte Carlo experiments, which is essentially an equation that you can use to get probabilities about particles and their quantum mechanics. I know. Pretty crazy. So... Is there is there they, a
1: sound for that dead stare when you kind of got...
0: You lost the me. The cricket chirps? There the you go. The cricket chirps? Gee, you gee, lost gee. me, Dan.
1: Like, uh, <laughs> I need a soundboard, so, dude. Like,
0: Well, okay. So, all right. You know Monte Carlo, right? Like... The, the famous casino in Monaco.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Essentially, you're trying to figure out the probability that a particle does X, y, or Z, its spin, its orientation, its charge, blah 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 blah, blah blah. All okay. these different features. Okay. All right. all these different quantum features of a particle. So sexy. In their it, thank you. In their uh, <laughs> research, they figured that it would take one terabyte of RAM of memory. To store all the information, about 20 spins of a single particle.
1: That's a crazy computing number.
0: Yes, yes. And it involves the matrices that all this information goes in and how it is computed. Essentially, if you were going to simulate all of reality, which is a lot... <laughs> um, <laughs> it would... Bigger than a Walmart. It, yeah, for sure. It would take an impossible amount of computing power as we understand it currently.
1: Um, I thought they were in discussions about, like, or they're working on, like, quantum computing. Would that be something that would be more capable of producing that kind of level?
0: Do you have any idea? Um, it would be, again based on our understanding of classical computations i don't think it's it's doable i mean you're talking about every particle in the universe trying to simulate that just that amount of information could not be done in any way that we know of right now okay so
1: batman can do it
0: yeah well the bat computer can do anything um it's it's a deus ex machina. So <laughs> for the story, but that's neither here nor there. So yeah, quantum computing has a ton of potential because it moves you beyond the one and the zero, right? Right now we're just talking about whether a particle is charged or positive, negative, boom 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 as it goes through these gates. Yes or no. Everything's yes or no. Quantum computing opens up a lot of possibilities going. So, yeah, Lee, that's that's the gist of it. Um, Right now, we can't think of a way to simulate that much reality. Of course, there's a possibility that if you were running a simulation you would think it'd be simpler not to simulate the entirety of the universe, but only what people are seeing.
1: Okay. So
0: you're kind of saying rather
1: than simulate everything, you only focus on the stuff that is being taken in by each individual person. Is that correct? Right.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Because that way you could simulate the evidence for reality, which is a way to make your simulation more real. Um, And also, you could save a lot of computing power because not everyone is looking at Star Zebulon Beta 47 with its thousands of particles and nuclear fusion, um, you know, the billions of red dwarfs that exist out there. It wouldn't make sense to simulate at all, just what people are looking at, like in a video game.
2: As long as the Matrix exists... The human race will never be free.
1: Exactly. They only focus on that portion of the reality that's needed.
0: Yeah, but, again, to simulate reality and make it real down at the level of particles, that's a a big ask. That would take a lot. Why, oh why, didn't I take the blue pill? It just seems very unlikely that we would be living in a simulation. But, if we get a little metaphysical the chances can go up dramatically.
1: Okay, so one thing that I was going to say is, if we are essentially, I i, I read it best at one point, we are essentially brains piloting mech suits made up of bone and skeleton or and meat right it, it makes mm-hmm. sense like yeah. really the what what makes us us is our brain is what we're intaking mm-hmm. in into our mind as far as mm-hmm. as far as like our mind doesn't care like if it's getting those impulses it's going to see that we have or that we're receiving something if it's getting all the right impulses so could it be that we're just being like y- you said th- that it's just focusing on what people are looking at could it 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 may not even have to actually create that image, I guess I, I would say. It just has to create the illusion of the image, if that makes any sense at all. Am I crazy? Like- right,
0: right. Well, and that's that's kind of more of the Matrix-type idea, where like Neo is a person, and he's being fed information into his brain. But for the simulation hypothesis, all of our consciousnesses are simulations, like you, me... What you think of as you is simulated. Yes. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, we're all meat sacks with uh, brains in our head that think, and all this thinking is essentially just an electrical impulse that's fed into your brain by other systems. So, yeah, I mean, could could it be that the simulation is feeding you certain stuff? Yeah, it's possible. That's the only way that i would think of it'd be possible for the world and reality as we know it to be simulated is if the evidence for reality is also simulated
1: okay all right do you think we're even interacting with each other or you're just a simulation in my reality and maybe vice versa
0: well see lee that's uh this is why i come down very strongly in the idea that uh reality is in fact real uh, that this is not a simulation because what, what would be the point of it if it wasn't real?
2: Unfortunately, no one can be told what the Matrix is. You have to see it
0: for yourself. It would, ju- it would just make life seem so pointless to me. And I know I'm in my head, and I know you're in yours, and I assume everyone else is in their <laughs> head, too, because they're all humans. Dude, from right? my recent
1: experience, I don't think they are.
0: Mm, I don't know, man. You're right, people get crazy. Sorry. but that's all that's all them in their head going bonkers about for toilet paper or whatever whatever crazy things in demand at the minute yeah yeah now Lee again I come down very strongly in this camp that I believe reality is real and there's a couple of other reasons too some of these assumptions one is that consciousness can be simulated right okay? I mean, maybe. Maybe it's possible. I know you and Mike talked a lot about AI and a lot of the advances that have been made in that field right now. Uh Uh-huh. But a lot of times when guys are talking about AI, they're really talking about machine learning, which is a little bit different than a machine being, like, self-aware. Okay. Explain. So, essentially, you can teach a machine with algorithms... ...to do something really, really well. And especially if it's repetitive. And as time goes on and you can give it more and more data... And in this era of big data, we are vastly improving these machines... But you can get them to interact with humans even better, too. um, And to do more and more human-like things. But really, it's just... It's the computer emulating what people do through an algorithm... It's not actually thinking.
1: Well, but isn't it kind of thinking? Because it's got to take in that information, process it, choose the best course of action, whether it's emulating... I mean, it sounds like just a psychopath to me.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, essentially. Uh, imagine a person who has nothing in their brain, but is able to watch hundreds of thousands, millions of different interactions, right? Eventually... Uh, would probably be able to pretty accurately recreate those interactions in a way that you would say, oh, wow, you know, that's human. It might even fool you. But, you know, I, if, I, what do you get what I mean? I do get what you're saying. I
1: just imagined, like, Dexter or, like, like all of those, like, really psychopathic, like, people that have almost no emotions and their emotion that they have is, like, basically what they've seen people or, or, or the, it's, like, extreme one way or another. Maybe I'm...
0: Yeah. Well, and you know what? Now that you've been, Yeah, serial killers are a pretty good analogy, right? They're messed up in the head. They don't feel the same way that a lot of people feel. You know, you and I would feel bad about gutting a person like a fish... Right. Um, they don't. But when you walk by them on the street, they can pretend to be like you and me. Right. There we go. Now we've
1: tied in the yeah. the the serial killer thing. So great. Right. We're right on path for me to just have nightmares. Yeah. By the way, yeah. I have an Alexa well, um, and now I'm kind of scared.
0: Yeah. Well, the machine doesn't have a soul. Right. It doesn't care about the nature of reality. Right. It just needs to be plugged in and perform its functions. So this this higher thinking that you and I are talking about is completely this abstraction right now is totally beyond a machine. It might be able to mimic what we do, but right now it's not really, you know, a machine thinking on its own. You know, as machines become better at mimicking humans, it becomes a lot more difficult to determine when they become like truly conscious.
1: Yeah, that's a scary thought.
0: Yeah, dude. You watch Westworld?
1: Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I watched dude. it. I, I don't have HBO anymore, but I, I did watch it for quite a while. And it, it's kind of, like, I, I don't know.
0: It's so good. Yeah. But yeah, I, this I watched, is...
1: I think I watched the first and maybe second season of it. It was good.
0: Well, I've been I've been watching the third one, and it's also really good. Aaron Paul killing it. Oh, um, he's in there now? Yeah, dude. So My
1: favorite character on that was the... Oh, he was the... He's always, like, a weird, skeezy guy, but in this ep- in this one, he's kind of, like, kind of the nice guy, but he's still kind of skeezy. You know which one I'm talking about, right? He comes on with his rich, like, brother-in-law or soon-to-be brother-in-law, comes in, and his rich, soon-to-be brother-in-law is just trying to get laid the whole oh, time. Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah, the guy who plays William, yeah. Yep,
1: yep. In everything uh-huh. I've seen him in, he's always been, like, some sort of skeezy character, but I like him.
0: Yeah, he was good. But, yeah, dude, check it out. Third season, it's going to be killer. So, yeah, Lee... Again, it, I don't. I don't think. I don't think it would be possible for a machine to emulate human consciousness. I just can't picture that reality right now. The other thing is that someone would actually want to simulate us. Now, this one actually makes a little bit of sense. Imagine, if you will, Lee, a future of humanity: ten thousand, twenty thousand a hundred thousand years in the future right maybe records of our time have been lost who knows maybe there's something that happens in between now and a far distant future where we have super advanced computing capabilities where they would be like hey let's go back and simulate that let's try and create a model of the past to try and determine what happened
1: See, and and I'm with you on that. Uh, I also look at that as potentially to test different scenarios on different history or different, like, people groups. Like, granted, we're not at that point yet, but just to to test, like, okay, so if... uh, if we introduce this thing, if we introduce this this virus that does this, how would how are, how would human beings react? Mm. We've created this thing that would uh, that is as close to us as possible. They may not be quite as advanced as us, but we'll give them we'll we'll test how they're going to react to kind of think about how we'd react if it happened to us or something like that.
0: Right, right. The only thing is, you'd think we'd be a lot more advanced would, at that time, or. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, They'd want us a- so trying to figure out X, Y, or Z and how we would react would be very different than how a super advanced civilization that could simulate reality would react.
1: Yeah, I'm with you on that. But I'm with you on that, unless we're. Pets. But let me let me throw out
0: a different what about Tamagotchi yeah. things.
2: Like we're just Ooh, their pets.
0: You see now. I'm I'm actually picking up on this, Lee. Imagine, we talked about the Drake equation, right? Yeah. And one of the scary things about how long a civilization might last. Imagine that we have not got to the Great Filter yet, right? A super advanced civilization comes to visit Earth after humanity has wiped itself out. And they want to figure out what we were like.
1: The only issue I've got with that is how would they define what we were like essentially does that make sense
0: i'm going through our data man okay yeah all all your facebook posts shit facebook (laughs) (laughs) yeah i don't know uh brain scans dna maybe there's some kind of ancestral memory that does exist i don't know okay all right Um, i'm with you i'm with you yeah yeah so we could be like a uh a virtual zoo to the aliens man now, now here's the thing where the probability comes back into it a little bit. If we were a simulation and that reality could be simulated, it would actually make a lot of sense that there would be more simulations than there are, like, prime realities. And so the odds of us being in a simulation would vastly increase.
1: Yeah, so essentially you're saying that there's likely only one actual reality. And then within that actual reality, there could be 4,000, 4 trillion simulations being created by different species out there.
0: Exactly, especially if they had unlimited computing power. Now, Lee, we've been talking about this for a hot minute. I think we should probably take five. Let's take a break. Okay.
1: All right, and we're back, Dan. If we were in a simulation, what would you wish for right now for the programmers to drop into your lap?
0: Ooh, wow, that's a good one. Hmm, I don't know. Ooh, I was gonna say like a million dollars, but that's probably actually surprisingly heavy. How about a? How about a blank check from Bill Gates? Perfect. I like it. A blank check from Bill Gates. How about just uh-huh. a signed
1: check for a million dollars from Bill Gates?
0: Yeah, there you go. Yeah, see, there you go. Much better than uh, the cash, which would probably leave a pretty good bruise on your thigh. Yeah,
1: you took that really literal. Like, I, like, right in your lap right now. Like,
0: <laughs> Oh, well, yeah, that's the, well, the, you said in my lap, and so i that's where I went with it. No, I'm following you. I'm with you. Okay. All right, Dan, back to why uh-huh. we are not
1: in a simulation.
0: So, yeah, um, we've talked about some of the assumptions. One, can reality be simulated? I don't really think so. Can consciousness be simulated? I also land on no. Um, Would someone want to simulate us? I could think of a couple good reasons why. (laughs) So So we're checking off one of three boxes.
1: That's one third. That's one one
0: third. Yeah. You know what?
1: That's Um, better odds than Joe Exotic had in the Ohio governor race. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow, dude. God, I love that show. Oh,
1: Oklahoma. <laughs> sorry, Oklahoma. Governatorial race.
0: Yeah, Oklahoma, dude. Oh, Oklahoma, where the wind comes sweeping down. Oh, sorry. And the tigers are free to oh. pee on people. <laughs> <laughs> but there was something. Now, Mike brought up uh, this symposium that you guys watched that was moderated by Dr. Neil deGrasse Tyson when you guys did the first episode. Do you remember that?
1: Yeah, I do. I do. I don't remember them. I, I remember uh, watching something. I, I don't remember any man. I am a terrible co-host, Dan. I'm basically <laughs> hosting this show. I just edit it and, yeah. and make sarcastic yeah. ass well, comments.
0: No, no, you got it, man. <laughs> um, so one of the things that Neil deGrasse Tyson talks about when he talks about aliens or advanced symboliz- civilizations in general is the difference between us and chimpanzees is like 2% of our DNA, right? Yeah. And that 2% difference accounts for essentially all of human civilization. Language, self-awareness, love, I mean, everything. Architecture, space travel, television, you know, the Tiger King. Hmm. All of it is in that 2%. Um, I don't think the Tiger King's in that 2%. (laughs) you know what maybe he's not um but all all of that all of that difference that we see between us and the animals is in there what if that 2% went the other way imagine someone that's more advanced than us by that amount to them we'd be blithering idiots just completely what are you talking about to me we're blithering idiots so like <laughs> or at least I am Um, yeah man yeah that's the difference dude Um, I get it
1: like that's that is that is really crazy like if you think like we think of chimpanzees when we're only that much different than them a more advanced species would look at us as zoo animals at best
2: Mm
0: -hmm. yeah I mean we would be nothing to them so if there is some kind of super advanced civilization out there Uh, that has decided to simulate us um you know good for them more power to you but the question then becomes does it really matter like does it matter if reality is a simulation to you and me it's real enough so shouldn't we just go live the best simulated lives that we can
1: yeah. I mean, I'm not saying anything about it not being, you know, life not being precious. I'm happy that we're simulated. You know, I'm happy that we're we're here, we're doing this, we're
0: enjoying our time. Yeah. Well, and then scientifically it wouldn't really matter either. Like to a scientist who's trying to understand reality, you know, he's out there doing the best he can. Sure, maybe he's all being fed simulated information, but, you know, at least the effort's noble.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know what? I, got, I know I got into this during the simulation theory episode. If we are in a simulation, to me, it just makes as much sense as there being an almighty God. There's an mm-hmm. almighty programmer.
0: Yeah. And that is a big part of the metaphysical discussion around the simulation hypothesis is its relationship to religion. Because it is a quasi-religious idea that there was someone out there. With some kind of advanced power, that decided to simulate all of reality, whether it's future humans or highly advanced aliens, to create an entire reality for us, the parallels to uh, creation myths are undeniable.
1: Yeah, I I absolutely get that. Like, it really does. It, there's no denying the fact that there's a connection there. And I also like that it allows for some more of that. (laughs)
0: Today, Junior. That way, nobody's wrong. (laughs) I'm sorry to say, but you know what I mean? Yeah, well, and you know, uh, this is something you hear all the time when people talk about religions. They're like, oh, there's truth in all of them, right? (laughs) There's truth in all of them. (laughs) That's what spiritual people say. You know, I I, mm, I don't know if there's truth in all of them (laughs) um some of them are pretty nuts um so i would not i would not describe i would not describe certain aspects of religion as truth so let me ask you a question do you define crystal
1: healing as like a religion or not
0: Ooh. um I don't know. I, I mean, people have been pushing for Wicca to be, you know, a recognized religion for a long time and uh, Satanism is and I'm ordained in the Church of Bacon. So, I mean, I guess. Yeah, but that's one of those ones that like I,
1: really, I would say was crazy.
0: Like <laughs> I would be willing to go oh, out no, on a limb and say crazy. like if that was a religion, that's crazy as shit yeah but here's the thing some religions incorporate this sort of stuff into it yeah they're all about it the laying on of hands very big in a lot of religious practices even modern christian practices yeah or or
1: laying it on the tv and like curing the corona yeah yeah
0: yeah dude like i said call me old-fashioned i want a good slap in the face when i get healed and there's how Um, you do a callback (laughs) yeah I wouldn't quantify crystal healing as a religion in itself. It's definitely spiritual, but it doesn't have the structure that a religion uh, would require. all right. Yeah. Religions have structure. They have a hierarchy. They have a theology. They have a dogma. This is all very important for a religion. For a spiritual belief, you can just come up with any batshit thing you want.
1: My testicles have three eyes and can tell the future.
0: (laughs) And if you hold on to them, you might have the power of foresight too. <laughs> oh
1: Dan, I'm gonna tell that to You Adam can later. you can
0: channel that. <laughs> you can channel that straight from my balls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, again, uh, you can just come up with anything, right? I um, love that. Dan. Okay, Lee. Um, Sorry. Sorry. Hold on. We're here. We're going off the rails. This is it. Have I told you about the church that I want to start? no yeah dude I got an idea for a church okay it's called the first united church of ethanol okay All
1: right.
0: and we're gonna we're gonna worship alcohol okay I've already nominated myself as the first pope of course okay because I came up with it prophet or pope you wanna be a prophet (laughs) or a pope pope no I'm a pope I'm full on the pope All right. so we have a holy trinity beer wine and spirits okay right I like it and our church is actually gonna be a bar, okay. right? So you come in right. and then you pay for your drink with a suggested donation in air quotes, right? <laughs> and now you've just started a tax-free bar. No,
1: and here's the best part. In those counties, um, like for example, the county I'm currently in, and many of the counties in Idaho, those counties that are dry on Sunday, they can't be dry on Sunday if Sunday is our holy day of worship. Day of worship.
0: Yeah, the Sabbath. I mean, every day could be the Saturday. Well, yes, yes, right? but I'm saying we um, make it that w- day.
1: Like whatever day is your dry day in the particular area that you are, like that's
0: <laughs> that's your. Yeah, you would never have to. You would never have to stop serving. I mean, you just do whatever you want. You could you could brew your own. You could distill your own, and you wouldn't have to pay any taxes on it. I love this. It'd be the best way to sell illegal moonshine you could ever think of by calling it a church. I love it. I love it. Oh, Dan. And that's that's my idea, and no one else can take it Trademark, trademark 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 <laughs> I called dibs on that, so um Anyways, Lee, yeah. Um you and Mike touched on a lot of the religious implications. But now I'm gonna start doing some more callbacks to that first episode, Lee. Okay. Uh because there's a couple things that I really that I noticed that I wanna talk about. One on, Dan is that not to interrupt you, I
1: apologize. That? Um, but I think before we get started on the callbacks to the next episode, we should take a quick break.
0: Oh, you're gonna Make me cut it off right now. Give all our listeners blue balls. I am. For what happened I am. back in the day. But, you know what? Let's do but, it. Take five but, and we'll be if right you, back. Really quick. If you really
1: need to, you can always hold my balls and see what we're going to talk about later.
0: <laughs> oh, 30 seconds from the future. Do you want to know what's going to happen? <laughs> Touch Lee's testicles to find out. Oh. And we're back. So, Lee, uh, for those of our listeners who weren't able to see the future through your magic balls, uh, <laughs> we, are talking, we are talking about callbacks to the very first episode of Beyond Terrestrial. We are throwing it back to the good old days, the old Mike and Lee days. Shout out to Mike, uh, who was a cool dude. Here's one of the things that I think we're really missing out on, Lee. Capes.
1: Oh, do you know? Yes, Dan. I miss Mike's cape days. Like I I really do. You haven't worn a single cape this whole time. It's not me, it's Dan or it's Mike that wore the capes. Am I yeah, Am I the I new know. Mike?
0: You didn't keep it going. <gasps> you let it die. You let oh, it die, Lee. Man. <sighs> Dang it. Shame. Shame on you. Don't ever let me
1: forget if he's ever a guest on the show again <laughs> or ever comes back to the show that is the first thing we talked
0: to him about is his cape yeah oh yeah are you kidding me that was that was one of the best parts (laughs) that was that was like a endless source of fun (laughs) it was always stupid but i loved it now now here's another one lee that i think actually ties into our subject a little bit okay perfect now mike tells a vr story where he went and did uh like played Oculus or Playstation whatever VR uh-huh. and was so into it and played for so long that when he left the virtual reality, the world just seemed a little bit off to him, uh, for a while. Okay, yeah. Now, I don't know if you've heard Lee, but some people who get really into hallucinogens have the same experience. Have you ever heard about this?
1: Well, um I've heard of drug induced schizophrenia that like messes their head up to a point where they're they're like literally schizophrenic.
0: Yeah, dude, it totally happens. Some people who have done strong enough trips on drugs like, you know, DMT or PCP or I don't know, whatever. I don't know L-M-N-O-P. anything about hallucinogens. <laughs> yeah. They get so deep into these hallucinations that when they come down, they reject reality. Okay. So...
1: Are, are you saying that, like, Mike may have had, like, a, uh, a mild
0: case of that? Uh, well, I mean, not quite. I mean, you and I have both done uh, VR. You know how sometimes mm-hmm. you can go... Heck, sometimes you can go into a movie theater, and when you come out, you feel different, right?
1: Yeah, I, I know what you're saying. Like, I did, uh, I did one in a um, an IMAX 3D, and that one messed with me. Like, it really felt like there was... Um, I was watching. I think it was Wrath of the Titans. Wasn't really dude. Work. Are
0: we talking about Clash of the Titans? Yep. Oh no, the Wrath sequel. of the Titans was the and sequel. there was a, there was a scene where oh. there was like flames
1: and yeah. um, like I think you were in Tartarus or something like that. Um, Tartarus is hell. Um, for those of you that didn't know, in the Greek mythology. So there was like 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 they were in and then
0: it like there was like flames like little t- embers floating around me. Oh, you know what? I kind of remember that now. Yeah. Okay. Now, do you recall... Did you go see Avatar in 3D when it came out? No,
1: I didn't. I did not.
0: Best 3D I ever saw, by far, hands down. Oh, yes. Yes. It was transformative when I came out of the theater, but, like, I was excited about it. It was so good. Mm Mm-hmm. So, anyways, yeah. I mean, we've all had that experience to a certain degree, but when you start introducing mind altering drugs you can completely wreck your perception of reality okay so it's a thing it happens i've heard i've heard that it happens i don't know i haven't seen any real research
1: so dan i'm going to call you out here okay. are you accusing my former co-host of doing mind
0: altering substances no maybe Why? Why did you no. say that with a question mark? <laughs> no, no, no. no. Like, I said, uh, like I said, his experience just reminded me of those stories of people who get so deep into a different reality that when they come back to actual reality, they reject it. Okay, I'm with you. All right. Which, as virtual reality becomes more advanced, um, you know, we talked about watching Westworld and stuff. Uh, people could get sucked into that fake version. Um, I mean, you've seen all kinds of things. Ready Player One. Um, I think there was a Bruce Willis movie about it. Where the I don't know. There's been a bunch of different movies uh, where people can get sucked into virtual lives and begin to reject the real one. Was it Total Recall? No, it was some That's kind different. of thing. That's different. It was it was called something like replicants or uh, replicas or I don't even know. I, I mean, I know Bruce, Bruce Willis, Willis wasn't in Total Recall, but
1: yeah. I don't I, you said Bruce Willis and it just reminded me of like Total Recall, not the new one, the old one.
0: Oh, yeah. The old with the three boobs. Yeah. Much yeah, better. With,
1: and, and Schwarzenegger doing yeah. his best Schwarzenegger.
0: Oh, <laughs> wait, wait. Um, the listeners are going to hate this, but I have a Schwarzenegger impersonation this is this is Arnold after he's been sucked out of the airlock into Mars and he is suffocating. Ready?
2: That's You're welcome.
0: Good. That's Thank you. Good. I'm you. I'm proud of you. Proud <laughs> of you. Yeah. Now um, we need. Now we need an opportunity for me. So, a couple more callbacks to that first episode. Lee, let's take a walk down memory lane. Uh, oh, you talked a little bit about uh, you and Mike's, yeah, you and Mike's excursion to uh, the Hopkinsville Goblin site. Did I really talk about that? Yeah, man, just I a just little. I just threw
1: everything at the wall.
0: Yeah, you, you guys just touched on it a little bit in that first episode. Okay, um, and and now that we've done. Uh, an episode, Blue Grass and green men, which has gotten a great response. Oh yeah, I thought good. it'd be I thought it'd be great to throw back to that. I thought it was a, a cool, fun story. Okay, and it it's kind of neat how uh, some of these ET stories have seeped their way into the popular culture. You guys talked about Close Encounters a little bit and ET, mm-hmm. and obviously the Barney and Betty Hill story is in like. All kinds of pop culture. I mean, at the X Files, just everything. The whole idea, the gray aliens. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, it's it's crazy how people pick up on this stuff and how it kind of becomes something else, which is a pretty good analogy for what we're doing.
1: Yeah. It. it I, I guess it is. Man, the biggest thing I remember from that trip in particular is just the, first of all, stuffing Mike into my tiny little car I had at the time was beautiful. Like, I'm not saying Mike is a big guy, but Mike is, you know, if you imagine, like, a butcher in, like, 1895, like, that's kind of what Mike, a big bearded guy, like...
0: (laughs) Big old meat hooks for hands?
1: Yeah, like, just, like, a big guy, like... (laughs) Probably, you know, not super tall, probably six foot two or so, but barrel chested, right? And he stuffs himself down into a Honda Fit. And um, just for reference, a Honda Fit is about the size of, a, a, you know, like an extra large tuna
0: can. (laughs) Like like maybe like uh, three high school lockers, not the long ones, the half size ones exactly exactly
1: <laughs> and mike squeezed in there right next to me like his shoulders like against the window and hitting me in the shoulder like <laughs> poor guy like and we drive that's out to great. um we drive out there and, and and we go into like a little uh like a town museum that's closed at the time for renovations but we managed to talk to some some lady that looks like a librarian and She tells us the story, and we're like, oh, yeah, cool. And she's like, she tells us about the Little Green Men Festival that happens out in Kelly. Um, So we're like, okay, we're going to go. We're going to go try to find the site. So we go out, and we, we wander around for a little while, and then we end up finding it. But we're driving down this, like, main road, and we go through this little town that's called Kelly. And we're like, okay, let's cross the tracks right here. So we slow down. We go to make this turn across the tracks, and I, like, stop for a second to, like, check for a train because you know there's train tracks so i we look over and there's like this kid like it it couldn't have been more country like you you know joe exotic's boyfriend what's his name john
0: oh yeah with husband that has like four teeth in his head
1: yeah so it was like him Uh at 10 years old i I believe the kid had like a full (laughs) mouth of teeth but like like him you know, in a wife beater and like basketball shorts, standing there on the tracks. I don't know what he's doing, but he's watching us, like, like really watching us,
0: like, <laughs> like to a. <laughs> did he do? Did he do two fingers to his eyes and point like I'm watching you?
1: No, he didn't I'm do watching two
0: fingers. You, boy. But like,
1: there was a certain amount of like fear that came into my and Dan or not Dan, Dan Mike's like, dude, what the fuck was that? <laughs> like.
0: Right. Like, I don't and know. and the banjo music starts up in the background Diddling, ding exactly. ding nice slow,
1: right? So yeah. so we you know we we blow that off. We go down and we go down that little dirt road and we end up finding the place and there's a, a like a aluminum effigy of a like a space like a you know flying saucer your stereotypical 1955 flying saucer, right? Awesome. Beautiful. You know we walk out in the field that hasn't been mowed in like 10 months cuz they probably only mow it for the festival itself, right? Um, You know, came home with probably three or four ticks each. Still haven't found one. Uh, It's awkward. (laughs) And then we head back, right? And on the way back, same kids out there at the same place on the train tracks, right? It's just weird. But only this time he's got a bike. Don't know where the bike came from. I'm assuming he just stole it because he's still looking at us like, Super shady. And that's exactly what we said to each other. We're like, where did you get that bike? And I think Mike said something like, I think he stole it.
0: <laughs> he was probably an avatar for the aliens who are simulating this reality. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. And he was just like, oh, shoot, they're coming back. Pretend to be human again. I think I had a bike last time. <laughs> yeah, pretty sure. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it was just it was just a
1: overall weird experience out there. It was cool though. Like it was cool to go out and actually see the location and just like I don't know what was the most cool about it. It was just like a bonding experience for Mike and myself. It was great. Yeah.
0: Well, so the last thing that I wanted to touch on, Lee, and I think is a nice quote to leave the listeners with is a quote from you. This is you being super profound. Okay. On the show. Wow, that was the first <laughs> I, and the last. But <laughs> that's why we're going to revisit it cuz it was that good. <laughs> um, you great. said, "Technology evolves faster than we do." And honestly, I could not. It's so true. It's so sadly true this world that we live in, um, it, it outpaces us so often. Um, all these technological advances, um, the internet, um, nuclear arms, the every, you can go back for generations, you know, weapons of war, weapons for, or not weapons, tools for communication, Um, They change the world and they outpace people so often. We've become a lot better at adapting to technology. I don't know if you know this, Lee. It took decades for half of Americans to have like a regular telephone in their house or like a color TV and stuff like that. The, the, The adoption of that technology took a very long time. Now, it took just a matter of years before everyone had a cell phone, before everyone had an iPhone. That technology exploded in comparison to previous ones it's pretty crazy yeah you're you're
1: absolutely right about that like that's crazy to think of like it was so like difficult to get back in the day to get a television the radio uh-huh. and stuff uh-huh. like that but now now the latest iphone comes out and everybody's got to get
0: it like, exactly
1: freaking a <laughs> like- man
0: it People weren't lining up in the 1890s when Alexander Graham Bell invented the telephone Like, Oh, I got to get me one of those. There weren't millions of them readily available for people to purchase. And the infrastructure to use it didn't exist. So it's true. It's amazing how much the world has changed since then. Um, And we are changing. But I don't know. Maybe the technology is changing us. I mean, is, is this this is crazy to think about. Actually, I read something the other day
1: and I, I don't know where it came from, but it literally did like explain that technology is changing us. Um, For example, in our bone structure of our pelvis, because of the way that we tend to sit more often than we did in history.
0: Oh yeah. Now I think I had seen some stuff on that. I kind of remember that. Um, Um, And the structure of our jaws are much less robust than they were um,
1: in prehistoric times. Mm -hmm. So it it is to a certain extent evolving us or changing us.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. I thought I saw some of that. The one about sitting might have been slightly debunked, but our jaws, that is like 100% real. So, yeah, I mean, we are we've been changing for a long time. But think about how quickly we can advance technologically now. And this is one of the arguments people have made for the notion that this could be a simulation. Um, As computer technology advances almost exponentially, the thought that we could get to this supercomputing place and make a simulation possible isn't that far-fetched. But humans... We do not evolve exponentially. <laughs> You're talking about hundreds of thousands, millions of years of evolution uh, from when we diverged with our common ancestors, with the other apes. I mean, it's, it's absolutely insane. So we're changing on like physically on an almost geological timescale, whereas technology advances at a much, much more human rate. More human rate? Yeah, uh, more understandable to a human in their lifetime. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah. All right.
0: Yeah. And our society evolves. Uh, You know, society's changed dramatically, but can it keep pace with, you know, the technology that we're coming out with? It has so far. We haven't killed ourselves, but I mean... Oh, we came pretty close
1: in the 50s, 60s, and 70s, but you're right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So. So wild and crazy man so that's lee's that's lee's super profound quote of the The show (laughs) and that's that's the end of my callbacks man do you got any other thoughts on the simulation hypothesis
1: no, I I do have a thought on the show in general. Like this is our first callback show to where we're looking at an older show, one from before you were on the uh, on the show, but not just that, one from like very early in in our um in our in our process and seeing where I was then compared to where I am now is is quite a bit different than what I was than what I am now. And how the show was going, it started out as a uh well, it started out as one thing, and it's evolved into something completely different. And I love where it is.
0: Yeah, man. And you know what? I really was excited to do this callback because uh, I loved that show. I had some very strong opinions on it, and I wanted to bring uh, my thoughts to it. So I was really glad that we could go back and do it again.
1: Nice. We're going to have to do it more often, actually. So. Yeah.
0: I mean, there's a couple... There's definitely enough Bigfoot stories out there. I've been keeping some in my back pocket that, who knows, maybe next season I'll be able to get recorded some special Bigfoot content exclusive that I'm trying to work on.
1: Ooh, he's saving it. I just throw it at you. I don't care.
0: I'll come up with more. Lee Lee just puts it all out there, man. Just lets it (laughs) all hang out. Slap it on the table. His (laughs) magical force, prescient testicles that he's got. Uh, he just lays it all out there he can see it all so
2: <laughs> more skin no, Lee. <laughs> <laughs> more oh. like more
0: skin <laughs> wow Lee. wow
2: oh man Dude. <laughs> oh I'm sorry that hurt oh,
0: oh my gosh Well, Lee, uh, since you can see the future, why don't you uh, sign off for us? Well, it's been real. It's been fun. Um, It's
1: actually been real fun. So, guys, thank you for coming out. Thank you for listening. And as always, keep your eyes out there
2: beyond terrestrial.
1: thank you for listening to beyond terrestrial podcast you can check us out on apple pod google play and other major podcast platforms
0: and if you want to keep up with the show goings on Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at Beyond T Pod. That's beyond the letter T pod.
1: And as always, you can get all of that information as well as show notes and episodes as they come out on BeyondTerrestrial.com. That's right, we got
0: the dot com. And if you want to help out the show, give us five stars on Apple Podcasts or a like and a review wherever you listen to Beyond Terrestrial.